introduction there man. okay <laughs> cool. all right folks welcome to blackout at sunrise today's guest is musician and artist declan o'shea declan has been a songwriter and vocalist in bands for many years and most notably he's been cyclefly who had huge success in the earlier part of the the 2000s i suppose yeah, late I suppose. 90s and who unfortunately disbanded in 2003 wasn't yeah. it yeah he currently sings and writes for his new musical project mako and is partnered in Mako with ex Cyclefly bass player Christian and ex Cyclefly guitar player yeah. Cool. Declan, welcome, man. How's the vibe? Good. We might focus on your present for the moment okay. and we might delve into your, <laughs> your CD past uh, okay. uh, uh, later on. So, yeah, man, Mako. So, you released a new single in February of this year. Yeah. And I remember at the time I was looking at it, it had like something like 17,000 views in, yeah. in a week. And I was thinking, man, in the good old days, if you sold 17,000 singles in a week, yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't be, happen anymore. <laughs> you'd be in the money. But yeah, I checked there last night and it's up to like something like 30 odd thousand yeah. views. And this is a forerunner to your album, which is due for release later this year, called The Runner. Yeah. Cool. So h- how's the, um, how has the world set alight, the single, being accepted, man? And are you happy with how it's been received so far? Really well, yeah. It seems yep. to be, we, 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 we hammered the social networking, and but uh, the response has been great, yeah. in fairness. Because like, it's been a while since we had anything out. It was like a, a 2000, and I suppose, seven. We kind of finished the other one. It was released in 2010. Okay. Again. And uh, so, so no, really happy with it. Like, yeah, you know, man, but uh, it's a cracker of a tune, though. You know, yeah, it's a really, thanks. it's really addictive. <laughs> I couldn't have listened to it for about a week. So your last, the first album, came out in two thousand and ten. Was it? Living That's it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And how long was that in the making? It was. It took us about myself and Christian started <laughs> writing it. Um, I suppose we had it done in two years, and mm-hmm. um, then we. We got it mixed um, in the third year. Then we got it mixed in Germany by Larry Frick, and then we released after that. Like you know, okay. we've been procrastinating for a bit about what to do, as, as always. Like you know, but <laughs> eventually we got it out, and we just we toured, until we we toured it a lot. Like and you know, we got a good response to it, and then we. It be, we kind of for a while then just let it slide for a bit and then got back into it again after. it's hard to keep I suppose that focus up so, if, yeah. you're, if you're not making a ton of cash yeah that's it. basically <laughs> it yeah <laughs> but yeah man it was a cracker of an album and it seems um, it seems more melody driven than some of the old cycle fly stuff or yeah. was that like was that like a conscious decision or was it kind of a natural evolution for you as songwriters I think it was just we were just writing what we felt and what came out at the time is was different stages in, in your life you write about different things and I didn't really think about it but uh, when I look at it now it's kind of the period I was in in my life I I can really see it like, yeah, you know, cause yeah, the yeah. lyrics are totally reflecting it like, they're, you know? they're very dark and I was even thinking mm-hmm. of, well not very dark mm-hmm. but there's elements of darkness yeah. in there but I was thinking um yeah, the melody like is quite a lot of the melody is quite tender and warm, but then yeah. interspersed with that, the the vocals are quite heavy, you know. Yeah, so yeah. there there definitely came from yeah. kind of a dark place. That's basically it. Alcoholism and basically, <laughs> like, you know, just madness. I suppose it was a, a weird period. So who was on? So it, it, like when you look at the Mako outside and stuff, it seems to be you and Christian who seem to be the the forefront of the the band but yeah. it is made up by a core bunch of people is it Kieran and yeah it's and it's very basically especially on 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 the new record it's like Kieran's producing it and he's doing lots of guitars at it <laughs> as well and myself and Christian then would be you know doing the demos ourselves okay. and bringing the demos to him and then we'd start working on them that way you know okay okay mm. and um how so how long has the new album been in the mix in the oh, we we're at it a, a good few years now. I'd say definitely three years or something like that. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And we've like we had, 
we were uh, writing prolifically like we had a lot of stuff like basically and then we dwindled it down to about nine tracks in the end and okay. we, we have they're actually done basically like at the moment we're doing one of the tracks the runner and Kieran's work at the moment that on the drums and that like you know and basically but it's the rest of it is done it's nearly okay. ready to go it's just for mixing you know okay so yeah. it, it, you recorded it all yourselves so Kira yeah, recorded yeah, it okay the whole lot. Uh, well, we got we got the first two two tracks the next single is coming soon that's already mixed in Austin Texas with Tim Palmer he's he, he's kind of he's I suppose he 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 started in, in the 80s with you know Tears for Fears and things like okay, that and okay. then it was the 10 album like, the Pearl Jam and oh, stuff did like he do that. that did he so we kind of I've, I was searching online and found him and asked him would he go for it. Uh, yeah. And um, the the runner now was going to be mixed by uh, Bill Appleby, who mixed the some of the st- stuff on the second cycle. Play album. Okay. Okay. Uh, Is there a reason you choose different lads to do choose to mix different songs? I've just um I I don't know I I think there's an awful lot in the production and the mix and because they're artists like yeah, so, so yeah. I usually would yeah would it's the next progression you know. Would you ever fear that they might take away from what you might be trying to? Yeah. You, well, it, it, you always tell them no. Like if it's oh, not really? right, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't just accept what you get. Like you know? yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. I suppose you're long enough in the business yeah. now to kind of be able to say, look, yeah, I'm not happy with that that's you know? it <laughs> but a new young band might be like oh yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> do what you can man that's great so the, the so the runner will be due out later this year you were later thinking. this year or the beginning of next year but we should once i've the video done for the next single okay it's ready and mixed but uh, i haven't the video done yet but once that's done we'll release that hopefully we'll release it as a whole package we'll release the single uh in uh, words uh World Satellite was the first single, um, so we'll have uh, another single coming, at t- hopefully in two months' time. Mm. Uh, Do you yeah. think it's important to have a video to go with it? Yeah, oh, totally today. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of, now it's visual, like, you know, and, and everything is based based around well for me anyway as an artist I, I, I paint and do do video a lot like so mm. it's another form of expression but it really enhances the track I think it really worked on World Satellite like, yeah. like taking the aspects of of what the song was and then matching some beautiful graffiti art that I'd shot over in Brazil okay. to the lyrics and try and make kind of the lyrics speak through through visuals you know yeah 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 I suppose man everyone seems to be it seems to be almost the first protocol now is YouTube for a tune you know it, it, I always search for new music on it like yeah, you know, know it's it, mad it's <laughs> mad yeah you need that visual thing and yeah. even for this people have always said to me you know you should do video you know you should yeah. record this on video but uh, I think when you're on a shoestring budget <laughs> and then, I know the feeling <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's a nice and I was actually thinking about Cyclefly it was because mm. I was watching some old footage and, and YouTube didn't even exist when you were not at all in no, your no, 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 not, it was like I suppose the Cyclefly videos would, it was like Kerrang TV and yeah. MVH1 and all this kind of stuff but you even look at some of the live footage and it looks all grainy and different like, cameras totally yeah, now you're I, I shot the video on my fucking Galaxy S3 like, like I mean iPhones now are incredible like it's yeah, 4K yeah. or something it's mad isn't it Four, yeah, yeah, it's crazy yeah, yeah. maybe you could sponsor by yeah. Yeah. Just, just keep plugging yeah, that's what I'm going to do <laughs> the newest model <laughs> instead of the old one <laughs> um, so the musical history um, we'll, we'll, I, actually I was thinking about this last night I remember Doggabone was your first band that's right was, yeah. I remember Doggabone were mentioned this is old this is old, on the den that's right there yeah. was a guy he was like a Nirva- an Australian. I don't know why it's stuck in my head, but he was like a a Kurt Cobain kind of. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, we yeah. toured with them. Actually. Did you? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember he plugged, and I was like, that name stuck in my head. And then it was only until like not so long ago that I was. Oh yeah, you were in Dogable. That's it. <laughs> so was that? That was your first. That was the beginning. It was like we had, uh, we had uh, 
the original Psychic Fly line of like Christian, Christian Nono and Jean-Michel, but they were over in, in a band called The Seventeen from France. Like, you know, I don't know why they emigrated to Ireland anyway, but they were touring over here and they stayed. And they asked me to join the band and I, I was in France at the time working construction in Euro Disney, but I, I, I just gave it all up and came back to, to pursue my music fucking career, like the dream. <laughs> fair, fair play though, it led, yeah, to, yeah. it led to great things. Yeah, it was great. And yeah. was the, so, and then straight after that came Cyclefly. That's right, yeah. How long was Cyclefly going for then? I suppose, jeez, we we're definitely were going for, well we changed the name, we took it from a painting that I'd done and we changed it. Was definitely it was five or six years and it was six years I suppose really? yeah, yeah. and it all came to as cycle fly but then it was before that it was dog among for a few years two okay. years or something like yeah. that yeah. and you, I presume you generated a good enough fan base at the time oh totally it was yeah. mainly England we were going to a lot like we spent like two years in Ireland as dog among going all around the country touring it was the, the old days so it was yeah. just like it was tour 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 and sell CDs and or cassettes and T-shirts. <laughs> I could basically old, with school. The, old school, but no. Man and dog about T-shirt probably worth a few. Yeah, that's many left. So we did that for you know for ages, and then we decided to we we headed for England and started touring over there and started to take off from there. Yeah. Like you know, yeah, it seems to be the way to do it. Mm. That it's either all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. And how long before you got this kind of, I suppose, recognition from I suppose the good old record we labels? Were, we were in. I think it was. What we did is we were playing in the meeting place and we had a contact with some managers in, in England, Roy and Roger, they were noise management at the time, we're still buddies with them, but they came over to see us and they brought with them from one of the cassettes that we'd, we'd, we'd sent over of a demo. They came, came over and saw us playing in the meeting place with Beggar's Bank with a record label from the States who had the cult at the time and stuff, but they, and they offered us a deal straight away, like so it kind of started almost straight away the minute we started feeling around England you know? really but we waited because we wanted an American deal I don't know why because all the music we were listening to at the time was American music yeah right? yeah and we were offered a, a deal then by it was an acoustic gig in the 12 bar club or something we were offered a, a deal from Radioactive who were a subsidiary of MCA at the time in the okay. States because we, we loved them like you know our both Cycle Fi albums brought out on Radioactive they were well the first one that Radioactive dis- dissolved like halfway through the promotion of the first cycle fly album and uh we were taken on them by universal and mca for the second album like well it was pr- i think something and, and so it was still radioactive in ways but they were, weren't they didn't exist anymore okay know? man you must have thought yeah this is it yeah I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> we're going to take over the world that's it of course yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, the record sales were quite good i presume yeah, yeah well, everything went well like we yeah. like we 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 done loads of touring we made good money in fucking for years like living the dream so yeah. it was really good like, <laughs> <laughs> partying hard like you, know, <laughs> you can imagine lots of booze oh fucking everything, everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> i remember i saw you in uh ozfest in 2002 yeah, that's right yeah. <laughs> i was like jeez these lads are for milton it's kind of cool to see like yeah that that can happen though you know? that's yeah, you know but i remember i think i think a lot of you fell over on stage yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe that was chaos the, the booze yeah <laughs> um yeah that was yeah 2002 yeah so yeah and it, it when you when you when you point out when i write research online about why cycle fly broke up in and yeah. you, you can never really trust wikipedia pages oh, yeah. i suppose but it does say that you know a lot of it was due to issues with it, the label you know was yeah. that was that why it ended yeah well it, it, it was you kind of had a even though we were given artistic control a lot like it, there was still an awful lot of pressure with, with a major and 
it did kind of direct it in a certain way and so did it would yeah that would, would have been one of the reasons it caused a lot of problems and stuff okay. like that and so it's the so creativity element yeah of it. So and did they did they um did they set up all the tours for you and stuff or was it they case? did yeah okay. yeah yeah so how long were you out for was there oh, years, years? Yeah, yeah, yeah i mean from the first album we were touring like all over the states england mainly the states and england like okay. and with a few gigs in 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 Europe, but not many. We do. We hadn't been released in Europe properly. Okay. But we were in Germany and Holland as well. How, how did they accept you in the States? Did they enjoy it? Did really good. good yeah, fan base? It was good. We, we went everywhere there and played, played all the kind of major festivals and stuff like that. So really? it, was, it was good. Yeah. God, it must have been like a whirlwind well, dream. Mad, mad. But we, you know, we did. We, we, t- we, we took it all in and we, we just went for it. <laughs> you so might as well, though. Yeah, you only get the, you yeah, might only get that one, one shot. shot. <laughs> I actually saw footage of you playing in Vegas on a massive stage. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it was. The, I think it was the House of Blues in Vegas, actually. Yeah, yeah massive. So yeah, it was you, great. You did a lot of supporting tours with the likes of Bush and yeah. Live and stuff. Did that, you have your own headline tours? We as did. Well? We did after that, on the first album. We were doing lots of tours with with uh, Live Bush. Every loads of different bands. Like yeah. you know, we played a lot with Iggy Pop and. Then and then we started doing our own headline tours after that, but that was in the UK mainly, you know. Okay. You know, we didn't we didn't tour the second album in the states as much as we did the first album. Yeah, I, I presume it's expensive, man. It's a, yeah. if you're out on the road in the states a lot. Well, you've budgets and basically you you know you've got to you've, you've got. You to don't blow the budget in no, Vegas. No, like. <laughs> <laughs> blew a few quid. I'd love to be a fly in the wall. <laughs> Some of it was fairly perverse, though. <laughs> <laughs> we won't delve too far. far. <laughs> Just in case. In case. <laughs> so, so 2003, I remember, I think it was, I saw you guys in the Krushkin Lawn, I think, uh, yeah. in a, around, and I think, was that your last gig? Was that the last cycle for you? I'd say it was one of the last ones. It was, yeah. it was near enough to the end of it. Anyway. And did you know at the time that, okay, this is this is coming to an end? Oh, we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. Like, you know, was there friction within the band as well, or was it? Uh, it, was, it all ended quite peacefully, so it was good, like, it? you know, okay. but we, you know, myself and Kiran just kept writing then after that. Okay. And uh, we, we had a project called Human for a while, and then... Myself and Christian started writing in Mako with Mako, and then we, we then we released that, and it went from there. You know. Okay, I saw Human actually in Cypress Avenue. I think mm. Human seemed to me like um, it was like a, almost it was part of the chain of transition. You know, yeah, that it seemed to be like the songs are nearly there, but it was just like, and then when when I heard the Mako stuff, I was like, ah, this is yeah, this is where they're going. You know, yeah. how long did Human stay going for? I'd say well, it must have been two years or something like that. I think it was, or maybe a year. I can't remember exactly. It was like piles of demos, but nothing really finished. Okay. Nothing. And was it was it just yourself from Cyclefly or was Kieran in it? Kieran and myself. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you you brought in a, a second vocalist, I think. That's right. We had James Welsh. He 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 was he was in. Singing on the tracks as well, and you know, um, he, he, he the goldfish syndrome he plays with now. Okay, but, you know. but yeah, he played that last cycle for gig with you as well. That's right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Did you did you think about okay, we could stay as cycle fly and maybe develop it in a different way, or was it like no, fuck it, we're done? Yeah, it's kind of we're done. Like, but then it was going to be a new name, and I suppose what it was, it was just another blank canvas throwing paint at it, like yeah. and just seeing what would happen. Like, were you know. happy to call it a day as cycle fly? Um, at the time, yes and no. Like it was, you know, you'd be kind of disillusioned because it was kind of a big part of our lives for so long, and it was our living. So that was 
you know a bit weird at the time but then we just kept being creative so okay. you know focused on that kind of thing but it was it was weird at the time right? yeah mm-hmm. i suppose it was good the fact that it, you mm-hmm. did generate a good bit of success and you know yeah. you had a, a, a career out of it for yeah. a while it'd be more so i suppose if it fell apart and you were like so close to getting a label yeah yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah yeah what motivates you to put pen to paper though do you continuously write all the time I am all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every, every every day nearly. Sometimes sometimes uh, breaks, but it wouldn't be for long. At the moment, I'm sitting down on the couch ev- nearly every night with the acoustic and I'm uh, writing into the phone, just first chorus, okay. move on to the next first chorus and trying a new way, like the old kind of way that we used to start with. And that seems to be going quite well. Like, Do you, you find know. it refreshing to kind of... It is. Looking back, it's, it's good because like I've got <laughs> piles of songs on the phone now, like three really? three or four hundred. I don't know, but it's probably... As I'm looking back when I'm driving the car, sometimes I'm finding some really good stuff. So it's just to sit down and... yeah. And put those onto the uh, uh, into Cubase next. And Sometimes just, you'll have those fleeting ideas. It is. Yeah, and yet that's all the time I have to dictaphone from the phone. Anything that comes in, I'm putting it in. Like you okay. know, that's it. <laughs> that that Galaxy S3 is serving. Yeah, well. yeah, savage. It's on the way out at the moment. Is it? Is it? Oh yeah. If Samsung <laughs> are listening, <laughs> please sponsor Decky with a new phone. <laughs> Man, was it good having the brotherly ally growing up? Oh yes, uh, yeah. And it would it was really like really beneficial to. To, to to writing like it, I mean, Cyclefly myself and Kieran done a lot of the writing, and it was, it was um, the mastermind really, I suppose. You know, when two minds come together to create another mind, like, mm. and, and that's totally true of any any type of business or or endeavor. You know? Yeah, I mean, you think you could do it on on your own? You can, like, but basically, you'll always create a mastermind, basically, with with others. You know, yeah. it, it always creates something better. You know. Even just to have the bounce ideas off of people. That's what it is. It, something always comes. Something yeah. always extra. It's know? also good for someone to go, actually, no, that's shit. That's it. <laughs> that's actually the best part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good when you can give it. It's yeah. bad when you're receiving no, it. No, yeah. Well, you've got to get, have a thick skin. And like music teaches you that anyway. <laughs> yeah, but did you all, were you always on the same page musically growing up? Yourself and, yourself We'd and listen to, to uh, a lot of the same uh, the same stuff. But uh, Kieran veered sometimes towards more of the heavier aspect of, of mm. music I didn't like as much you know what, okay. I mean? yeah. what inspired you growing up so it was well I did I kind of started off listening to you know, the first thing I ever bought was Queen like Don't Stop Me though. like and the first thing I started really listening to old music like I liked earlier Black Sabbath stuff and then earlier Bowie stuff especially the Hunky Dory type of thing like that kind of really threw me into writing you know that album blew my mind at the time like, really? you know, and a lot of the Beatles, the White Album, all this kind of stuff. But everything. And then, of course, all rock. Like, you know, I used yeah. to listen to lots of rock music. Like, and know. and Kieran was the same. And uh, did, yeah. you, did you did you start writing from a young age? We started, well, I, I, I suppose I'd started, definitely I started young enough, like in my late teens and basically. But then in early 20s, kind of really, really got into it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? That, that, that was... Mm, just messing with ideas and see what happened but then when Doggobone started that became Cyclefly it was like it was a group of us like mm. going into the practice room twice a week and just basically hammering out, hammering tunes. out tunes and see what would come out of it you know yeah. that was kind of the way like warbling first and focus <laughs> as the lads played along and then visually basically things came from it like yeah. that was it like. it's great though man that, those mm. band room scenarios can be great oh yeah I'm yeah. deaf from it honestly <laughs> <I> can imagine <laughs> the volume though. you didn't invest in a good set of earphones no no never <laughs> 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 so do you do you hope to start gigging a lot more over here or like is is the live thing important to you or it, 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 it is it's been a while now since we've played live since we were on tour of brazil but we just knuckled down and started finishing the album and focusing on the writing and, and getting getting 
this out so um yes eventually we'll, we'll get back to it once the album is released mm, like you know because i do miss it at, at, at times like yeah at times i don't but at times i do like. it's hard work yeah it is yeah. i'd say would you go back to the continuous touring life or would you it like depends on on you know how how it's received and and you know and how stable it would be to be honest with you like mm. you know when you think because it is it's kind of nights and clubs you know and it's and venues bigger venues if a good all that kind of thing but it's it, it is surrounded a lot by alcohol and drugs and things like that so yeah. i kind of like staying away from that kind of <laughs> side of it now to be honest with you, like. you get too long in the two yeah, yeah that's it yeah, you've only so yeah your your uh, energy levels definitely kind of wean a little yeah bit. you kind of get mellow mellow or something like that like you know. <laughs> that's it you just get yeah, happy i yeah. suppose <clears throat> do you lament for those days or are you happy that they're oh no i'm i'm much happier now than yeah. i than i was then I, you know there was a lot of tortured stuff going on then like so you know, in a much better place now I suppose the torture so it can it can kind of lend itself to, to good music but it can yeah yeah yeah. Jesus it's kind of grand in retrospect it is yeah <laughs> it's better being of sound body and mind I think to be honest <laughs> you're looking well done <laughs> so that's Thanks. good um, did you always aspire to be that kind of frontman singer in a band Yes. Would you ever uh, have been like, oh, I'll be the drummer? And kind no, of, it was no. basically, no. It's, well, from you know, when I was listening to music at the time, like my icons were always, you know, lead vocalists. Like, yeah. so, I mean, so it was, you know, I totally aspired to that more yeah. than playing the guitar or, okay. or anything like you that. You never wanted like, to be the, yeah. the guy in the background. Well, it was, you know, I was, was always into stuff like that, poetry and words and things mm. like that. So I don't mm. know. Because, yeah, you, 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 you know, mm. I've seen you a good few times. You mm. were... It was like you were diff- almost a, a character on stage. Yeah, you, know? you kind of there was a lot of energy there. Yeah, creating characters that was part of it. Like was it? Was, yeah, it was, yeah. It just seemed like they kind of evolved by themselves. But it was always something that seemed to go with the sound or something like that. I remember my, a buddy of mine who was really into you as well, and he was saying like. <laughs> He was describing seeing you in Sir Henry's, I think. You know? Yeah. And he said, I think everyone was in black, but you had like maybe like yellow pants on and fucking blazing red dreads. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> fucking beautiful. <laughs> Visual. <laughs> Visual art is a big yeah. part of your life, so. Oh, well, always has been, I suppose. Yeah. Definitely. I just don't, I don't know, I've always liked painting. No, it's, it's gone into video as well, so it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's another another medium that makes, gives me, I don't know, painting is something that gives me calm. Yeah. And you don't expect anything from it. I think when music becomes not good is when you expect something from it. Like in, when, when I paint or even doing video stuff, sometimes you don't expect anything, especially painting, you know. It's, you're not doing it for anything. You're not doing it for any reward, like, and that's kind of comforting sometimes. It's just for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I suppose you're probably one of these people who just has to keep creating. You that's know, it. <laughs> you'd be creating something for the poor Sue. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I need to do that. <laughs> was there ever any other career options for you per se? Was there ever how was school and stuff for you? I hated it. Did you? Yeah. Did you go to school in Middleton? I, yeah? d- I did. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I was the minute I finished school, I went to London and was working on uh, various different jobs, like fucking carpentry and. I, got, I became a carpenter basically then came back to Ireland and and straight after that went to France working on Euro Disney and construction and um, but I'd been playing all, all the time writing and things like that and then then when I met the boys when I was back here on holidays once they asked me to start a band so I did like mm. you know it was kind of the dream all the time and that's and the minute I started doing that I've never never stopped never stopped yeah it's, yeah, it's nice to get introduced you're like oh yeah this is what I meant uh, yeah, a- academically were you ever did, did uh, you? No, not really no but I I, 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 I didn't no I, I didn't I, it didn't seem to attract me in any way you know 
apart from a digital media and stuff like that yes I, like i went i, I uh, became a web designer and uh, i studied that and, and graphic design and stuff like that so that was a passion all right like you know afterwards i went back and started doing that basically so but i use that every day like you know so it's it's another form of visual but you have to learn academically to first of all to understand the yeah. programs and how, how but say sitting in a chemistry class or something no no no, no. Not i think it, I, I, well i just i don't know was, the school maybe wasn't the best but it didn't leave any any impression on me to want to carry on to be honest <laughs> yeah. maybe schools are different now yeah. i think back to my school days and mm. i think for the first two years of our secondary school it was like we were put into put into a cattle shed you know yeah it's weird like, <laughs> just go go mental you know yeah. the building was pretty much falling apart and yeah you're like jesus then in no way did it kind of nurture any sort of um solid young adults no, you no. <laughs> what was it like in middleton was it yeah, it was it was kind of the same as that to be yeah. honest like it was like you you did it or you didn't like and i suppose that's okay but i mean there wasn't it was a technical school and there wasn't really you know, art was a remedial class in there, like so. Yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't any outlet like that there. So I kind of lost interest. Yeah, I think mm. yeah, art was yeah, it was almost discarded. It's this like <laughs> art, <laughs> I know. which is mad because we can, you know, all our everything is built from art, like yeah. you know, like and ideas and yeah, things like that. You know. Yeah, that's it, man. Mm. Um, I might take a break there. Actually, Do you mind if I take a break? No. mine as well Jesus Christ it? it. but it's great no because you can when, when you're writing songs you can throw yeah. things around we could first cycle fly album there was none of that did you so did you record the first cycle fly album on analog? tape yeah uh, really yeah and it was like it was it was all performance based like so there was no um, you know copying and pasting or anything like that if you mean there was a f- cutting the tape by fake with, with a blade like it was really? it was done in Sound City where, where you know Nirvana if it can record it never mind and they can Oh, so you recorded first in in the states in Sound City, yeah. So you know, where a, where was that again? It's in Venice. You know, there's a documentary out at the moment about it. Dave Grohl bought the desk, like you know, yeah. I think, uh, but it was beautiful. I mean, some classic albums came out of their Rage Against the Machines record, but it was real. That, that there was real performance based stuff. You know, you you go in and you you play live basically, like you know, there's no really no cutting like or anything. Like. But you get, I like that from the first album. I like that feel. Like it's good. Like, you know. Yeah, it's a totally different world. It is. It's it, to go back now. Be like. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. I, would diff, I suppose the White Stripes did it all right on their. Did they? Did they, they, they? They did that on their first, didn't they? On a, on their breakthrough album, that, that was kind of done. Was that with Hotel Yobra and stuff? Yeah, I, did, I think it was with the one with Seven Nation Army. I'm sure, but although maybe it was on on Atari, but that was kind of the first digital disc that ever fucking came out. Like, really. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I actually haven't seen that documentary, but I saw um, there was a Foo Fighters have done um, a kind of a series of videos along with the new album, so they recorded a, one song in each. Yeah, but uh, it kind of painted a pity, a kind, a pr- kind of a bleak picture of where the m- studios and stuff were going, you know, because there was like a beautiful yeah. studio in New York that they recorded in, but they were like they're having real trouble even trying to stay going. Though, oh yeah, but I mean, nearly everybody's gone gone digital an awful lot of stuff is being mixed in the box like in the computer now like you know it's it's it seems to be 
you know, it's, it's getting less and less. I mean, everything is getting smaller because the software is becoming so good, like the mm-hmm. plugins. But I mean, there is a difference. There's no doubt. Like you can hear, like if you're sending off to a, a proper mixture, they've, they've got good outboard gear. Like you can hear it. All right. Like a mm-hmm. lot of people are still going to studios with SSLs to mix. And, and like Huron's got a lot of outboard gear as well, you know, really good stuff, you know, like tube tech and stuff like that. Does he have a studio set up in? Yeah, he's got a really nice one. Yeah. Okay. In Middleton. Yeah, yeah down mm-hmm. by Klein. Okay. But it's uh, it's really good, really really good. Like, there's serious money involved. There's it's it's savage. Like you yeah. can get addicted to gear. Like and yeah. he is like, which which is a good thing as well because you get really really good quality out of it. But it's um, Whitewell Studios, it's called. But he's it's it's he's always on you know <laughs> adverse gear slots and this kind of thing, looking looking for gears. Man, so I, <laughs> it's I, another I, world, totally. Like, I know the exact because I. I got yeah. Old amps and stuff. Yeah. Uh, God Almighty, is we scoring even the free ads? Yeah, uh, me as well. The I big love pages. It, like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, there's uh, an old old Marshall for sale. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got all those. Yeah. There's something. There's something nice about the old, like we were saying earlier. Yeah, earlier. That's I love it as well. Like you know, yeah. like vintage gear. Like I've got an, an old Gretsch, and I love it. Like you know. Yeah, it's a '69. Uh, yeah, '69 rally. Like, but I love the sound of it. That's the, the uh, that's the acoustic, is it? No, the, I've got a the, the, I've a guild acoustic, but that's I don't know, it's about 1980. But the Gretsch is it's it's, okay. it's one of the holly body electrics you know with the, with the big b and oh, stuff oh really it's one of the old stray cat type of ones like. oh, brain sensor yeah i love it <laughs> great sound oh it's great a bitch to keep in tune oh though. it's savage like the minute you hit that it's out of tune <laughs> yeah. you can see why lads yeah. have those those floyd rosebridge yeah yeah you know? <laughs> i could never uh yeah even even because i play heavy bands and a lot of heavy music would lean towards like those jacksons and stuff and i'm like yeah Oh man, I just don't see it. Uh, That's mad. And those Jacksons are after coming way down in price in comparison mm. to before. Yeah. I remember there used to be really expensive guitars before. Like they still are, but not like they were before. But they are really good studio guitars and good live guitars too. It's stuff. funny how valve amps and stuff still still live on though, you know, they, they, they do, really yeah. developed the valve amp culture oh, yeah. a little bit more. Now. Cycle Fly was it was uh, the second album was all Mesa Boogie, wasn't it? Like but what, what we did, I I know a lot of the recordings was done in the P V. Okay. Yeah, but um, live it was always the the Mesa. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, man, you can't go wrong with the old, <laughs> the old gear. Old is gold. Is it is. <laughs> we might touch there. Actually, you you mentioned earlier about some of the, some of the darkness that inspired um, some of the writing. I suppose particularly for the the, the first Mako album. And I was listening to what's the second song? <coughs> Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Yeah, yeah and it, it's that disillusion takes my mind on this cold November morning. Yeah, you immediately go, "There's something wrong here." Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> autobiographical. Uh, it is, yeah. Yeah, it was just alcohol, really. Like it was yeah. kind of uh, well, I can hooked on alcohol basically. Mm-hmm. So that song was about uh, the bad of trying to get rid of it. Unstoppable is basically. It was uh, at the time I just didn't think I could stop. Like really. You know. And um, was it a battle for you, man? It well, it well, it was for a while. I ended up in Tabor Lodge, like basically, but I haven't really drank since. Like, so okay. it seemed to it seemed to sort it out anyway. Like, so yeah. that, that was good. Like, how long ago was that? Was it? It was about it's over three years now, okay. something like that. Three so years sober. Yeah, but it, it was um, no, it was probably the best thing ever. To be honest with you, like I do, like I didn't, it didn't it didn't seem to matter for a long time because you know it was part of what I was doing. But then when I wanted to stop, I couldn't. Like, Did it affect you musically as well, or? Th- it, it it started affecting my life and when something starts affecting your life you know you gotta stop or find a way out of it like you know yeah. that's it and uh, it relationships worked. wise and stuff relationship everything yeah. wise yeah, you know, my marriage broke up and basically oh shit sorry I made, made but it, it's fine it's back online again like it, it is but uh, basically I just had to make choices and decisions you know I was making the wrong ones for a while and uh, 
I didn't it was like a habit I created a habit by years of choosing mm. choosing that and then basically once you create a habit it becomes who you are like yeah and that's it but it um it worked out well in the end like Tabor Lodge was good like, yeah <laughs> is that in Ireland man is it, it is yeah okay. yeah it's in Cork it's okay. outside there but it was, it was like a treatment centre for a month we were there for a month like which was hard going like but basically yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed to get it out of my system anyway like, and cu- culturally do you think that it, uh, it, it, is, is, it, is it easy for you to exist at Ireland now without it it yes I don't know it, it's uh, every so often I think about it but not uh, no it seems to be less and less and less mm. because I mean I've, I've created other habits that, that seem to yeah, you know that that keep it out of the way. Sometimes it, it I don't think about it really as much as yeah. I ever did. Like you know, I think it, it, like mm. I haven't drank in years either. But mm. I think it only kind of strikes you. I don't miss it at all. Like, mm. but it's when you're at a wedding or something, things like that. Yeah. yeah, when we're playing gigs and stuff like that, and everyone's getting hammered, it's kind of dense. You have to get out of there, like you know, yeah. because it's you know, it's a, it's it's not the want of doing it. You start getting annoyed, like you know. Yeah. So it's, 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 I don't miss it, like, but the pull is still there because it's you know, it's in your subconscious in some place, like you know. Yeah. That's it. But you also see what you, what you were possibly like. Yeah, that's the problem. The shame, <laughs> the walk of shame. I've had plenty of those. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I think there's a lot of people you know, <laughs> that the walk of shame. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, it's it's good. It's good to to. Yeah. Do you find yourself clearer now in terms of even for writing and for your Arts art? Has everything benefited? It's a hundred percent more effective. Yeah. Mm. It's better writing, better production than everything. Like you know. Have the lyrics become more hopeful in a sense? Uh, do, yes. Positive? In in some in certain songs, yes, and mm. in other songs, if we all go through periods of. Of I suppose of down whatever you whatever you want to call it, but basically it's uh, that is it's okay to be pissed off. Basically, that's it. Like, <clears throat> you don't have to reach for something. Well, that's what I found anyway. Like basically, you don't have to reach for something to cure it. You just you know it's okay to be pissed off. Everyone gets pissed off, uh, yeah. and that seems to help. But like you know, just accepting what comes in, and then it can it passes after a while, and it's fine. Uh. Yeah. But it's I mean life becomes a hundred percent more productive. There's no doubt about that. Like you get more done, you write more. You're more creative. I suppose it's even a more positive way <coughs> of dealing with the shit that might come up as well, you know. Like yeah. You wouldn't go, oh shit, I'll just go and drink a bottle of whiskey there. That's basically it. Like, yeah. I feel sorry for myself. Like, you know, that's it. Uh, but it's uh, but it's a trap. That's basically it. And it's it's not easy. Like, it's, it's definitely not easy. Because um, once it happens, you know, it's hard to get out of it. Yeah. Did it ever hamper any gigs for you? Never. No. I never uh, drank and played. Like, you know. Okay. I'd maybe have a beer or two before it. But afterwards, I'd go mental. Like, oh, so I never really left it seep into that you know yeah, what I mean yeah and was it just drink or was there other stuff involved or yeah there, but I wasn't you know, really big into drugs or anything like that but yeah. I, I was probably taking everything alright but it wasn't it was it wasn't uh, a habit for you never it no. became a habit no you're better off yeah definitely yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, but so um yeah, that but that that song in particular mm. and um it, it really struck a chord but I also noticed you kind of mentioned God a little bit in yeah. in um I think a monkey on my back. Yeah. I know there was a thing and then you know I was thinking oh super god and then yeah. Christ was mentioning in the in another account I'm terrible with track yeah. so for, for, forgive me for that mm-hmm. but um, do you battle with spirituality? No I've, I've got a strong spirituality I meditate mm. for an hour every day really every morning and I basically I, I even through cycle fly I was even though I was going mad I was always doing yoga and meditating so from in my 20s I started getting into that so I've always had a 
a strong faith in spirituality like you know it's it's, it's part of it i think you know we're all connected it's part of me and it, it makes everything better okay yeah would you believe in god uh I, the word god is strange but uh yes i believe in higher power there's no doubt mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. well it's, it's part of all of us it is us like but it's i know people label it with names and stuff but i mean the dodi ching it, it calls it the unnameable i don't think word, words are symbols we can't really call something yeah yeah something anything well, i suppose we have to name something so i mean god seems to be relevant to most yeah I, yeah i suppose it is that one word that kind of yeah symbolizes the higher power I suppose. Yeah. but yeah, yeah I, w- I wouldn't be a huge fan of the kind of biblical description no, of god I, but i think the more you delve into it the more you realize how much we don't know you know oh that's basically it i mean everything is is i suppose it, and the more you do it in meditation and stuff like that the more you do that the more connected you feel to everything around you like, mm. you know it's, it's not per se something that's external it's something that's internal you know yeah yeah some people believe that we're um graham hancock uh, he wrote fingerprints of the gods and stuff but he mm. believes that we're um receivers of consciousness more so yeah. than creators of it you know oh do, yeah to be i believe that as well yeah yeah, yeah. we make cho- we have choices and we make choices like basically it's that's one thing that we do have. We have a choice. Like we can choose one thing or the next thing. Like and that's kind of probably our greatest power. But it's it it, it is, it's in us all. All of us are connected through that. So basically, basically, I mean, in science is even proving that now. Like if you if you listen to Tom Campbell, he's 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 a physicist who speaks a lot about you know he's he, he, they're into different forms of meditation. Now it's more like binaural beats where you listen to um to the home basically it's a say to it's emulated for you like but it's the deep they send you into deep meditation but he's got an awful lot now online speaking about about you know what what he's seen and what he's expressed and he's got a book yeah my big tony speaks he speaks a lot in in it's it's different it's in it's in, in, in a different way like but mm. basically it's probably you know it's, it's it's interesting you know yeah is it so it's, it's a key part of your day to, to every med- day yeah. every day yeah it's more and more now that that's that's I've been doing that, but I always did. But I was always delving in and out and out and out for, for the last few years. And every morning, it's 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 an hour. Do you find it slows you down a little bit? Well, it it it, it kind of grounds you, grounds you like you know. Okay. And it's it's not anything like uh, I don't know. It's not anything fucking to do with glorious or anything like that. It's just to do it to do it. You know, just settling your mind and just sitting there. Like even if your mind is racing, it doesn't matter. It just it just focuses to be in that yeah, zone. Yeah. yeah. I've tried it a few times and I just oh, yeah. find it that's interesting to say that your mind can be racing and you can still be yeah you can but it's it, it, your mind is going to race like you know but you know but the more you do it it, it camera gets and some days my mind races as well but that doesn't hinder what you're doing you're mm. taking the time to sit down and just you know and just be that's all it is like Eckhart Tolle's got a great book The Power of Now and that's that's basically it you know it doesn't have to be for an hour every day like two minutes is enough to sit down like you know it's 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 it just, um, I don't know, it grounds you. Do you find that the writing in itself is meditative? Meditative, it, sorry. That's it, oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, when I'm playing music and singing, especially, I'm in the zone. Mm. You know, it's the, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And painting as well. Painting, definitely. Mm. Like, you know. I, I suppose it is just removing your thoughts from what that's, that's going uh, on in your head. And then focusing on something that's positive and creative. That's, yeah. that's it. Uh, so your life is a lot more po- would you would you say that your life is more positive now than you oh, used without to be? a doubt yeah, yeah. yeah. you're yeah, in a happy place yeah totally yeah, okay yeah, yeah. a lot more than i ever was like to be honest yeah like. maybe it's a part of getting older as that's well. basically it as well it's 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 that and and to do 
it's it's that and to do with basically meditation and just you know mm-hmm. I think not procrastinating about things not you know letting letting negativity come in as much as yeah. I used to before like you know I suppose acceptance and responsibility it's responsibility is the big one yeah. like you know and not blaming you know yeah and that's 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 a huge one like that that kind of because we are responsible for our choices there's no yeah. doubt like and everything that happens in our lives I suppose life is a sequence of choices really, it is totally it? a sequence yeah. of choices and we were in a certain position in life when we <clears throat> when we where we are now is the choices we made basically like okay. you know you know, and there's always a new choice like so yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah that's that's a good one to actually yeah focus on i suppose but yeah i think responsibility is key as well putting your hand up and going okay totally i'm not perfect in yeah. the slightest you know totally that's yeah. It, yeah. you mentioned a painting actually so do you practice painting or do you do paintings like yeah. all the time and uh, not all the time okay. i do it you know but sometimes i go through through um periods of just doing them for ages you know being creative being creative and it's just really lashing against the canvas it doesn't really matter what comes out like usually something forms from it always like Mm. so it's kind of abstract a lot of the time okay but something comes out always like and then i focus on what's in there and paint around that do you um Mm. do you you sell pieces or is it on yeah i did i I don't a lot but i sold last year or the year before last I sold a big piece I did in the States or right? like, okay. you know, but it's not something I focus on doing. Like, okay. Know. And have you got a portfolio of stuff online or anything? Or? No, no. I just well, I have lots of paintings like hanging the house and conveyor and some at home. And, okay. Yeah, but that's it. But I no, I don't I and don't it'd be another insight into the mind of <laughs> no, <yeah>. of <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. So uh, you sound like you're a busy man. Um, and yeah. you, you mentioned as well that you're getting into making video and stuff, is it? I do a lot lots more. of that, yeah. Mm. So with, it started really with um, with the first the first Mako video for Unstoppable. We made um, myself and Tristan, a friend of mine, a video maker in Dublin, we made that. Like, you know, we mm. heard out the cameras and had a shot of it. Like, and done the 3D Max and the fucking green screening. And that was kind of... Well, I was doing little bits before that, but I was really delving into it properly. And then since then, I I do work on on video like a lot, like you know. Okay. And, uh, and at at the moment, when we're doing I'm doing color grading on a movie called The Gift, and I'm a Cork director, so nice. You do you know I'm really getting into video as well now, which is handy, like because yeah. it just saves us a fortune. <laughs> to yeah. Be honest, yeah. Like, yeah. But it's not, in some ways it's just another it's a string in your bow as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't see you as a man who would work in an office doing no. the, the <laughs> no, nine to no. fiver. I don't. I don't. Well, I did, the problem is, I've, I've, I've never. I haven't done that like in in so long. I haven't had a, had a job like that. So basically, the, it would be hard to do it. I'd yeah. say no. Like you know, it's kind of freeing, though, isn't it? Yeah. Do, do you? I, I, I think you're probably a guy who who's not limited in his thinking. Yeah, I suppose sometimes as well it's restricting because you're broke a lot of the time. But then other times you're not. Like yeah. so, it's 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 ups and it's downs. It's all a balance. But I mean, I'm busy all the time, which is really, really good. Like you know, there's always something to do. Mm. But um, but it's definitely yeah, it is. It, it it's not restricting, which is great. Yeah. yeah. And so, and you mentioned earlier, everything is good in the marriage again, which is good. Yeah. Good. That's it. How yeah. long have you been married, so man? About I think it's Jesus, it's about five years, I think, like or six okay. years. I'm terrible for dates. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, maybe it's more. <laughs> maybe I'll edit this. Maybe it's out. ten years. I don't know. <laughs> Just in case you listen. Yeah, you <laughs> But it's a uh, no. All is going well. Okay, yeah. that's great. And the the lack of the or the not drinking anymore has helped that. And oh, totally. But yeah. what it does is, you. I think you become. I don't know if you when you're hungover, you're agitated. So basically, mm. I mean, you're not thinking straight. So mm. 
And as, as, as you said, well, ago, it's about responsibility. Like yeah. if you take responsibility, usually if you look at yourself when you're arguing with somebody, you know, you're a lot of the problem lies with you. Like, you yeah. know, and that's it. Like, you yeah, know. you're projecting. Like, <laughs> you're projecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's usually what happens. But we're all been there, I think, fucking yeah. like, Jesus, maturity is so yeah. undervalued. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to be a dad or are you a dad? Or? And I've got a, a two stepsons. Like, okay, so okay. Cool. I'm a dad. I don't know, young... Fella, no, Jacob, he's three years old, he's beautiful. Like, okay. Yeah. It's a different world, I mean. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, it gives life, uh, I, I don't know, it won't say gives life meaning, but gives you a different perspective on life. But I don't Maybe know. gives it added meaning, Meaning perhaps. to life, yeah. 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 I see my sister has a couple of kids now, my brother has a little girl. Yeah. It's bad when kids are introduced to your family. And that's it, yeah. It changes the focus completely. Like, and that's oh, yeah. it. <laughs> it is, I suppose, it, it's the main yeah. reason we're here. I suppose, oh, on totally. A, on a biological like, level, but... It just, you know, there's nothing... With children, there's nothing selfish. You know, you're giving. And apparently yeah. it's kind of hard to to understand giving in, in your life, really, when you think, you know, because we take a lot, I suppose. Like, but, mm. but with children, you're giving, like, and that's mm. really good for you, I think. Like, yeah. Yeah, plus you have to grow up. You do, yeah. <laughs> Natural <laughs> progression, isn't it? Like, Stop buying old <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, it, yeah, but it's good. I suppose we never grow up, really, do we? Like, you know, but, uh. no, no. Yeah, I suppose we're all yeah. immature in our heads to some yeah. degree. I suppose it's just making, <laughs> maybe realising it. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> and again, taking responsibility of it. Yeah. So you're going to get into the motorbiking, so... So if we do another interview, maybe in a year you'll show I up. I should have a bike, uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> and maybe you've gone to the ET yeah. the and we might leave it there sure yeah. um it's been great to to meet you man jesus i've been a fan of your music for years and it's great to sit down and have a have a chat with you and, and thank you for being honest and sharing i suppose but uh yeah best of luck so um the album the runner will be out later this year yeah it will be out in um it's later this year or January. There'll okay. be another another single in about two months when I have the video done. Then another single after that with the album. Then. Okay, and so. keep an eye for the gift. Is that the movie? Or That's the movie I'm working on. The moment. And keep an eye for some paintings. Yeah. <laughs> keep an eye for you on a motorbike. <laughs> That's basically it. Right. Flying through cars. <laughs> yeah. Safely though. Yeah. Uh, Declan, thanks a million. Thank you very much. Take man. care. Bro. Take care, man. <laughs>